and action. I just don't think it's part. mutually exclusive. I think that it's situational. I think that there's, I think when you're in a good balanced relationship, you know when your wife is supposed to be the aggressor mm -hmm. and when you're supposed to be the aggressor. Yeah. Right? You know when. But I'm saying in, in, you know, uh, I don't even know what the wording is, but the male was the protector, the female was the nurturer. I mean, that was, and we've kind of gotten away from that a little bit. Right. And I don't know enough about history to know when it turned. I would say but I know that but I know that there was part of civilization where both men and women had to protect their kids from wild animals and wildlife and like if the man was out hunting yes, or gathering or whatever yeah, so absolutely like, you had to be fierce enough to protect the young and mm -hmm. protect and then somewhere along the line civilization civilization built up this thing where they were like well I'm bigger and stronger so I'm going to do this part and you're going to stay home and with you're going to do this part right and now it's Okay, now we're trying to redefine. Well, now we both, everyone, you know, both both parents have to work to to, to survive. Now, you know, you yeah, two incomes to make it. So you're you're essentially playing not the same role, but you're you're coexisting. Yes, you're coexisting. You're co-parenting. You're you're living together as a team, and that's where for me, I know that if I was with a woman that I felt like she couldn't handle life on her own. I don't know that I would be able to to be a partner with that woman. I don't know that I would be able to 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 trust her to take care of herself and children and our family if something were to happen to me. I need to know that she can handle it. Mm -hmm. That's who I am. Yep. And it's not because I need to be protected. No. It's because the kids need to be protected. It's because she needs to be protected. And I can't always be the one that has to play that role. Right. Like there's and I don't want to be the one to play. like I want her to have a voice. I want her to be able to stand up for herself. I want you know, her to <laughs> I but I want her to be able to be strong in herself. Yeah, Same as I absolutely, for my absolutely. daughter. Right. Absolutely. Like I don't want my daughter to grow up to be dependent on a boy. No. Or a no. Man. No. I want don't. her to be able to be independent, but want to be with someone mm -hmm. in a healthy way. Right. Like I want her to find another monster yep. that controls their monster and they can live together and they can that you got you got it and that's why you have to be careful who you choose in life because it's a it's a hard world it's a it's a tough to raise kids um and be to be married and raise kids together while you're both working is a difficult task to do yeah you know just the juggling act of it in general and then now there's no defined role that the, in maybe there shouldn't be a defined role but there's no stable role for the children to follow or. But sh and that's where it's like, should there be? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you have to look at how. I think you should. How is our, how is it the generation following our generation? How are, how are the kids? I think the kids should learn the skills of their parents, the, the quality skills of each parent. And hopefully we become good enough at being parents that all of our bad shit We've, we even we, each other out. We, but we've we've learned how to do it better than like in my twenties. My anger was was uncontrollable, mm -hmm. and I I am glad I did not have children in my twenties. Mm -hmm. It would not have been good for them or me. Yeah, I would have I would have figured it out. Yep. But it would not have been an enjoyable experience for either of us because I was all over the place. Yeah. And then even in my thirties, when I first got Brianna, I it was hard for me. 
and my temper was was not yeah. good. Like it was just, and I'm not violent to her, and I've never been violent to women, but I do have a temper, and I get angry, and I'll yep. break things, or I'll get loud. Oh yeah, yeah. And I'll like we basically that. have adult temper tantrums as well. Correct. Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah. So you learn how to control that temper tantrum. So hopefully our kids can learn that adjustment skill and learn how to take a breath on their own. And I know that I know that Brianna was able to do that for herself when she was little because we had a timeout chair. Mm -hmm. And when she got mad, right, or like if she threw a tantrum, I'd make her sit in timeout. And when I threw a tantrum, I'd apologize and I would take a minute and I'd say, honey, I need a minute. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm I'm mad. Like I need a minute. Okay. I need you, I need to give Danny a minute. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. So then she would go and sit herself in timeout and I'd be like, what are you doing? And she'd be like, I need a minute. I need a minute. Yeah. Yeah. I just need. And I didn't. Of course, I'd smile and I go, cool, man. Take yeah. Yeah. Right. So that's where I want her to learn mm-hmm. the coping mechanisms to be able to be angry and be able to react when needed to protect herself. Right. Yep. Because if. Like one of my biggest pet peeves in the entire world is the no means no phrase. I fucking hate it. It's the stupidest phrase anybody ever came up with. I think, um, yeah, but go ahead. That's a, it, that's a good one. It should definitely be yes means yes, right? It, it should definitely 100% you should be teaching your sons that yes means yes, meaning that when people get scared, they may get silent, which means a no may never come. And if you taught your kid, your son, that no means no, and she didn't say no, that means she wants it, and she might not. So if she's not enthusiastically involved mm-hmm. with you and enthusiastically returning and reciprocating what you're doing, then you should probably stop. Mm-hmm. And you need to read body language. And you need to read people. And you need to understand people. So that's where I want my daughter to have a monster. I want her to be able to lash out. Assertive. Be able to be assertive. Yep. Be violent. Be whatever it takes to let you know that you touching her is unacceptable behavior, mm-hmm. right? And that's what I mean by I don't think it's mutually exclusive for men. No, absolutely not. Women need to learn how to protect themselves, and they learn to need to learn how to be their own version of a monster in whatever way that makes sense. Like my mom, savage. Mm-hmm. Like, my mom, my mom was, I mean, she, she was the breadwinner of my house for years. She ran the house. My father, you know, my father was, he had, a, he, you know, he was, uh, he coached, he did it, he volunteered, he had two businesses. I mean, he was he was a successful man in his own right, but my mother, I mean, she PhD, she killed it, and um, because of that, my sisters, well, one sister's like that, <laughs> right? And my and my dad, don't get me wrong, my dad's a monster of a man. He's a mm-hmm. big dude, and he's very lovable and very jovial. Mm-hmm. But if you cross him, fuck. I've seen my dad fight men yeah. when I was younger. Like I've seen my oh, yeah. dad kick oh, yeah. the shit out of people. Oh yeah, and I've also seen my mom stand up to grown ass men at like five nothing. And get in their face with her finger and just like, fuck you do it, blah, 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 and just like have at it. And my dad stand back like, Bleh. yeah, good old family fight. Good luck, but not even yelling at my dad like, yelling yeah, yeah, no. But I'm saying, you know, we we have yeah. some baseball games or something. I'm growing up. It starts with a ruckus of me and my dad, and next thing you know, your grandfather's jumping in, your mother's jumping in. Yeah. But that's people. the thing is like that's where I want my daughter to understand that she needs a monster inside of her, and that's where I think sports. In athletics. Oh, I think you, you, girls that you put in athletics are, um, it, the value is is huge. Yeah. I mean, it teaches them to like you, be assertive. Um, it gives them a little of that monster. I mean, I, I think sports in general for everybody, but women especially, I mean, women especially, 
Yeah, yeah, I think survive in this world. Sports are how I survived. Mm-hmm. I like I got bullied a shit ton in high school because I switched schools so much. In the you never three had a chance years. to make a real relationship. Right, you were always the new kid. I was in, you know, and I lived in the same town, but I moved to different schools by choice of my parents and myself. So while I was moving schools, like when I played football and I wrestled, the violence of those games is what saved me. Mm-hmm. Because it's an outlet. It was not only was it outlet, but it allowed other kids to understand and know that, oh, okay, he's capable. Like we can only make fun of him this far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if we don't gives you a little strength. This is you're right. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like that that too. I don't remember I remember in sports having rage and anger. I don't remember it outside of that as a kid. But as an adult, I have it in my regular life. But I think a lot of it is because you don't have that outlet anymore. I remember So I think we need to bring back Fight Club. <laughs> like make that a real thing. But no, I'm serious. That is a huge like that outlet was you know, you, for me, was life-saving. And now you don't have that competitive all the time. You know, it's like, hey, let's go work out or run. It's not the same. It's not. I remember very specifically being a very gentle kid when I was little, like elementary school. Mm-hmm. And I remember my mom, because I had older brothers, would tell us, you know, the rules of being in a fight. And one of the rules was you don't hit somebody on the ground. You can follow them home as long as they're crawling, but you do not hit them while they're on the ground. And I just thought that that was a standard rule. No nut shots either. So when I was in a fight, I remember specifically being in a fight and getting knocked down. And then the kid jumping on me and beating the shit out of me. And I went home crying with a fat lip, bloody nose or whatever. And I came home and my mother was like, no, 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 no that's our rule. There's no rules out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that I remember that oh, that's good. and going. Out there. And, I was like, and I was like, oh, so... I have to follow this rule, but they don't. Mm-hmm. And she was like, yes. Mm-hmm. So protect yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if that's going to happen, you might want to be better at it. Yeah. <laughs> you better learn how to wrestle. Right. Gave like, as tightly as hard. Have that. But, and I was, I was always capable of athleticism, right? Even as a big guy now, I like, people always make fun of me. They're like, oh, this is a big dude. You can't, but I can, like, I can walk across a balance beam, like, mm. and not fall. Like, I, I can be athletic. Yeah. Again, I'm not some fucking superstar, no. but I can be athletic. So I remember being athletic and capable of fighting. I just didn't want to hurt anybody. And then people would kick the shit out of me, and then I'd be the kid that was like, I just got beat up and blah, blah, blah. And then finally it just switched one day where I was like, fuck everybody, I'm going to beat the shit out of everybody that even comes near me. And that's what it all yep. like came through to me. And it was very much like this was the 80s and 90s, yep. right, where that was... Oh. But it was for me. I didn't want to. There was a there was a few years where I wanted to, and I looked for it. But after that, I was like, I don't, I don't want to do this. Like, yeah. I don't want to. It got to the point where I would look at people and be like, I don't, I don't want to fight you, right? And I'd get to like people would come up and get in your face, and I'd be like, look, I had one thing that I would just do to people because I lived in Stafford, which there was fights yeah. everywhere at that time. Yeah. And when I was in my early late teens, early twenties, I remember going to the bar with one of my brothers. What bar in Stafford? Mun's Pub. Mun's Pub. Bike, Here's that one. Bike Club of the... Where's Mun's Pub? Way out. Wow. Way out by the... Like a little... Like, like a shack. Like, like, was it a... Yeah, it was a fucking shack. I shot a movie there. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, that is a terrifying looking place. Yeah, but I remember getting into a huge brawl there one night with my brother and my buddy and like just yeah. like spilled out into the fucking foyer and then that... They're after great that, stories though. Yeah, they're... And it's like... But then after that, I remember 
deciding like, oh, there's consequences to this. Like if I get in trouble, there's a consequences. So I remember very specifically being in New York with some buddies at a bar and some dude came up to us and was like trying to start something. I was like, dude, I don't want to fight you. And he was like getting in my face. And I just looked at him. I was like, look, here's the deal. I was like, you're a pretty big dude. You seem like you're capable. Here's what's going to happen. If we fight, you might beat the shit out of me. But here's what I know for a fact. When your grandchild sits on your lap, you're going to have to explain to him why you have one eye. Because that's all I'm coming for. I'm going to take an eye out. That's it. So you may win, but that I know yeah. for sure. He's like, you're serious. And I was like, yeah, I'm serious. And he was I'm like, I'm going to be in jail. Like, it's, it's not worth it. And it, and it was just like, you're fucking mental. Yeah. And he just walked away. And I was like, yeah. yeah. Like, and that's, I don't want to fight you. Like, I don't, like, I will specifically sound crazier or be crazier than you because I don't want to do this. Like, I have no interest anymore of being that person. For me, I think it, it was, you. I hit a certain age. I was like, I was at UConn, 22 or 21. I got in a fight at, you know, spring weekend, X lot, and got caught. I You know, and I hurt yep. the kid pretty bad. And then I got sued. And I was going to sign up for the military. I was, I was like, I was done with the college thing. I thought, that I, I you know, I wanted to uh, join the Air Force. And I went to the recruiter and they're like, we can't take you. You have a you have an assault charge, and I was like, I can't even get in the fucking army because of a because of something being stupid, being pigheaded, being aggressive at 22. I you, you eventually realize you're an adult now. You, it's you're not a kid. You can't be fighting in public, and no one thinks it's cool anymore. No, you know it's not just not a. I got into a fight when I was I got arrested for the one and only time for breach of peace for fighting at a public play at a public beach club, and it was with an older kid. And it was over like a girl or some dumb shit. And I was just like, and I was hurt at the time. Like I, I was injured. So I wasn't at sports or doing anything. And I, I remember I had a knee, I was on crutches. And no matter, and he like threw my crutches around. Like, and, he, I was, and I was a dumb fucking kid and I fought him. And we just beat the shit out of each other. And I ended up hitting a lifeguard because I thought it was his buddy. And then I just tried to walk off because of adrenaline. And then I couldn't walk anymore. So the cops came, they arrested me. He got in more trouble than I did yeah. because he was older. Beat him cripple with crutches. Well, he was 18 yeah. and I was 50. Yeah, see? that's. So they called me and were like, hey, do you want to press charges? And I was like, why would I want to press charges? And I'm like, well, you know, he attacked you. And I was like, yeah, but it's fine. And they're like, it's not fine. And I was like, it's, it's, oh, I'm going to ruin Like, him. I don't, I'm not, I'm not like, life. I'm not, like, if we're good, yeah. like, I'm not interested. And after that, it was kind of like, okay. This is where I have to figure out what I'm doing, mm -hmm. right? It was like, okay, this is, there's real consequences to this stuff. And that didn't mean I didn't fight anymore. It just meant that it took a lot to get me to a point where I wanted to fight. I want, I like to make people laugh and I like to joke around and I like to, I would much rather laugh than fight. I would much rather. I said you became a clown. Can we talk about how you became a clown? Sure. Oh, <laughs> Well, everybody brings it up. <laughs> was that? Everybody brings everybody it up. Everyone brings it up? Yeah. No, it's a cool little, it's just different. You're Cam. What does that mean? <laughs> modern family. You know, no. Modern family. No. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's unique. Yeah. But it was the one thing that I wanted to do. Yeah. And how, but I'm saying, like, as a kid, were you into? It's what I wanted to do. I, I literally still have a piece of paper that my mom saved that in kindergarten, what do you want to do? I want to be a circus clown. And I just, that's fucking awesome. That's like, I, I'm not, I'm not even like, it just. Well, that's part of, that's part of why I do the podcast too. And that's part of why I want to do the podcast is I have been obsessed with achievement since I was that little, mm -hmm. like understanding what it takes to get what you want. 
And I understand that there's a lot of people out there that want stuff and they don't know how to get it. I know how to get it. I, I literally, in my 30s, when I, when I got Brianna, I didn't know what I was going to do with my life. So I created a program to help people get what they want. And I called it the Evolutions Program because I don't think anybody changes who they are. I think they can evolve into a better version of mm -hmm. themselves, but you're never going to be a different no. person. No, nope. You're going to be the same you, but you're just going to be better at being you. So I created an entire program and a, a series of five habits and philosophies that literally if you do them, you'll get the what you want every time. And when you made fun of it earlier, you're like, oh, the guy's like a like a stripper. You always used to call me a stripper because yeah. I could talk you into anything. Mm -hmm. And it's it's understanding what the other people want. People want to be heard. People want to feel like they're appreciated. People want to know that you're going to give them what they need. But that's an innate skill to do that. But it can be learned. Okay. Yeah. You can teach it. Yeah. It, well, it just comes easier to others. And... It comes easier to others. But you, if you do the work like anything else, mm -hmm. you can get better at it. Yeah. You can get, it's, it's reading body language. It's reading and understanding people's emotions. I've always been fascinated by achievement in people. Like I, I was thinking about it the other day because like Rogan loves fighting, like MMA. Oh yeah. Right. Like as a sport. Yeah. I've got he loves, talk about it and he loves on his show and he loves comedy, mm -hmm. right? He's a stand up. I have always loved achievement and people. Like I love understanding people. It's that's what I'm obsessed with. Like some people are obsessed with learning how to build a house or how to mm -hmm. make the perfect video or how to make the perfect movie or how to make the perfect painting. My thing is people. Like I want to understand what makes people be the people they are and and how do you help them become the best version of themselves? or the best or the version they want to be of themselves and to see if they even like that version of themselves to get to where they want to go. So that's what I obsess over. And it's what I've obsessed over since I was a kid because I have... Did you obsess over people's lives, like famous figures' lives? Yeah. Were there figures that you... Because, like, you know, Katharina, if there was a subject in school that I was fascinated with, it was history. And watching documentary people that, you know, achieved great success or did unthinkable, amazing things under duress or those stories. Do you remember VH1's Behind the Music? Yes, of course I do. And Behind the Actress Studio? With what's his name? With what's his name? Yeah, what the fuck? Lipton or whatever Lipton. it was. But I used to watch those obsessively. Because oh, yeah, awesome. like, I wanted to know where people started from. Mm -hmm. Right? And, and the more you watch stuff, you realize that it, it has a lot to do with their parents or their parents' parents. Mm -hmm. Like all the things that they added up to they added up to because of where they were raised, how they were raised, who they were raised by, who were their connections, who are they connected to. Mm -hmm. And it's not about understanding just why they're famous, but what it is that, why are they so great at what they do? And they're so great at what they do because they love it. Again, lead with love. Mm -hmm. If you put out the shit that you love, then people will follow. Right, people will understand that you love this thing. I obsess over people. I think they're intriguing. I think they're fascinating. I, I was I was raised with six adopted siblings, mm -hmm. so I was constantly going to like group therapies and like family sessions for them. And I was just watching everybody and listening to everybody. And and I was young. I was like your son's age, yep. 11, 10 years old. Mm -hmm. And I was and I was hearing all these stories of people's lives and the things they've been through and it. And I don't know what clicked with me where I was just like, Oh, everybody's story is different. Mm -hmm. Everybody has to go through something to get somewhere. Mm -hmm. And it's all about how you handle it. It's about what you do with what you're, what you're handed 
that's oh yeah you can take and i think about with myself all the time you know i've, I've gotten a lot of luck and i'm not like you know um hugely successful or whatever but i've i've done pretty well for myself and a lot of it was a lot of luck there was a couple different things that would have happened that i could have went the other way and i see i've joked about the bum on the street but it could very easily have been me but one thing i did have is a stable family so they wouldn't let me do that they wouldn't let me fall off they wouldn't let me you know uh, um not be the best person i could right. be you know i had that fallback that crotch that when things were bad or when i wasn't they, they were there so i can't, can't imagine not having that family unit to well luck as a support luck has a lot to do with it there like, is let's say there's no luck there's you could work as hard as you you know yeah luck but that, luck you gotta need a little luck break comes in different forms mm -hmm. like you gotta capitalize luck, on that luck. luck can be the family you're born into luck can be the city or state or town you're born into mm -hmm. luck can be the the friend that you meet in whatever scenario that you meet them, luck can be, luck can be bending down to pick up a pen. I mean, I honestly, we're all kind of lucky in this room. I mean, we were all born white men in New England, in yeah. you know, America, white straight like men in, in New in England. In, in, I mean, nowadays we might not be the most popular thing in the world, but you know, we were given quite the yeah. And there's, but there's a reason why we're not the most popular thing right now. There's, and I get it. Like, and that's the thing about this this whole idea of white privilege, right? And understanding what white privilege is and understanding that there are white people that don't have the same privilege that maybe you or I have or Tyler has. Mm -hmm. Like there are white people that were born impoverished. Yeah, there are I white people- more of a fight. That's more of an economic status, economic issue, I feel. It is and it isn't. It And then it, then it matters of how you carry yourself with inside of the circumstances in which you are living it. Right. There's there's something to be said about being respectful in tough situations. Right. There's something to be said about. And I'm not saying that people are disrespectful and I'm not saying that anybody deserves to be mistreated by anybody just because they're misbehaving or they're disrespectful. What I'm saying is there is something about your mannerisms and the way that you behave that will change the outcome of a circumstance. And you may Again, starting lines, some people have starting lines that are way back here, mm -hmm. right? Like, and that could be anybody that has that starting line. But just like when you you talked about getting pulled over for speeding the other day, right? And the kid walked up to the car. You had no fear in that situation whatsoever. There was no fear ever bred into you in that situation. Fear was bred into certain communities, right? There's a reason why in the suburbs, in, in the suburbs in a predominantly white neighborhood, what do people do when the cops show up? They come outside. Mm -hmm. Why? Because it's safe now. In predominantly brown urban areas, what do people do when the cops come? They go inside. Why? Because it's not safe. Mm -hmm. So when that's what you're taught, that it's not safe when these people come versus it's safe so when bad things happen, come. when right. escalation happens. Right. And so, your, your fight or flight kicks in. Right. So it becomes nature over nurture, right? Mm -hmm. I, I used to think that there was a lot of stuff in people's nature. I mean, a lot, and there's not. Everything is nurtured. Like, there are specific things that are going to be in, like, athleticism is going to be in your nature. Like, your vision is in your nature. Like, your sexuality is in your nature. But things are nurtured outside of that. Things that, like, the first two years of people's lives are the most important two years of their existence. Like, the, the amount of love and affection you get as a baby, as an infant in the first six months changes the course of your life entirely it just does yeah. so in those scenarios white privilege 
is a real thing, right? White privilege is, when I know that if I get pulled over, I have no fear, that's a privilege. That Yeah, it's not, it, I don't think people get upset at the, like, I don't, it's, that it, it, it's almost blamed on us that there's white privilege, blamed. Well, if you look at it like this, right? Like I know there has never been a law that has been made to provide us a better life. No. Right? Mm -hmm. Almost every law made for women and other ethnicities has been made specifically to make their life better. Mm -hmm. Women had to earn the right to vote. Black and brown people had to earn the right to vote. We already had it. Mm -hmm. That's the privilege. The privilege is in the fact that the entire system was set up for us. And then the system throughout the years has been modified and has grown and mm -hmm. is becoming more equal and more even, hopefully. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That, like I, that. Mean, every, I mean, and if you compare it to other, you know, countries or... Right. We've we've made huge strides right. in the and, 200 and, year, 250 years. And we're continuing to make yeah. strides and we're continuing to we make... Just, there's effort. always a pendulum. We can't be... Right. We can't be making, we can't be making everything... But, and the, we can't be making rules to give people advantages. We can't. No, but we need to make rules to help people even, get to the starting line. So it may feel like an advantage, but it's just getting them to the starting line. The starting line that I that have, advantage disadvantages another. Then it's, I, I you know, but how does it disadvantage? Well, I'm the not other? Saying, depending on what the what the rule what the law is or what. Right, the, but if if you tell if me you're that, disenfranchising, let's just say to get into a university, why are we putting our ethnicity on that piece of paper? Put my put my social security number. Sure, and that's it. Yeah, I think if you don't intend on a man, woman, Chinese, black, white, Christian, right, the, two. Just, the problem with that is that there's an interview process, and you come into the room, and there's also there's also your name. Right, like I said, you know, so, so, yeah. For, I'm saying this very specific. Right, college just numbering people. And, hey, this guy on his SATs, he's has this many extracurricular activities. Right, I guess you could read between the lines with that. Right, but then stuff. also you have to meet those people because some people with extracurricular activities and that are athletes or sports or in clubs, yes, can be absolute useless pieces of shit and dicks, and their parents put them in all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Right, so there's going to be an interview process. So the disenfranchises like the people with money and the people with the benefits. They're not. They're not losing anything. They're. They're going to be fine. And then there are the the lower income groups of white people that they have their own set of rules that help them get to the starting line. There are things that are in place for them to, and maybe they're better, or maybe they're worse, or maybe they aren't. But at some point, we have to figure out how to make it all level, so everybody's even. But we're just we we're stopped. just not there yet. Not, not me and you. I'm saying. I think we stopped talking about it so much. Yeah, you, I, and I understand. Like there, you, but that's a, and again, that's a part of white privilege, and that's part of like we don't, when I, when I, we don't have to talk about it because we already have it all. I don't know what it is to live in a community. As I don't know what it's like to live in a tenement building in a high rise in New York, correct. where you drive in, and, and I get it. Like that, that there is, there is. I know what it's like to be poor. To none chance I, to get out. I was there. poor, but I, but yeah, but there's people, like exactly there's people that are poor that live in a one room shack in the middle of the, you know. But I wasn't poor as a kid. I was poor as an adult because of the choices I made. I chose to go out and and do this thing, mm -hmm. right? I just I decided that I was going to go on this adventure in life, 
and I wasn't going to get married and I wasn't going to have kids and I was going to be the only responsibility that I had and I was going to go after my dreams and I was going to go after the things that I wanted. I made that very conscious choice. And you could argue that I had a safety net. My parents would have easily taken me back. No, I never. If I, I completely I, fucked up. I, but that, that was just, I had good parents. Right. Like, and that's love. A lot and changes. That's privilege. A lot change. A lot. Yeah, but that's there's a, my but there's a, good. yeah, of but course that's that, a privilege. But that, that's, there's a ton of white people that had shitty parents. I know. But it's a privilege. For it's you. a privilege for me. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah, your yeah, Absolutely. But that, but when you break down the stereotypical situations, you look at the status of cultures and, and groups of people, the majority of white families have a mom and a dad. The majority. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know right and now or, what, but yeah, yeah, more, you know. Or they have active parents, even if they're separate. And I, you know, I'm going to quote things that I'm, I know I'm not going to you, right? You know, we can look at, I, I mean, 40 years ago, what was the, the, the nucleus of a, an African-American family in the United States? And it, it, was it, was there 60%, you know? We can, try, that? we can look it up. I mean, I think it was way higher. But there are government, there are things that the government did to, 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 dis- the, to disenfranchise that group of people. There was things that they specifically did to take the men away from those families. And not only did they do it in ways of like, oh, we're going to arrest people for this stuff, but they also did it in ways of saying like, you'll get these financial benefits if that man doesn't live here. You can't, I know. You can't have this. Little trick. It is. It's terrible mm-hmm. to be like, oh, you can't have these benefits if he lives here. Yeah. Because and we're just going to give you enough just to squeeze to keep them out and just to yeah be comfortable. But in, right, and we're it, we're teaching them a behavior or a that they pass it, it right. passes on out. And I don't want to say they; it's it's white, it's yeah, black, it's everybody. everybody. It's, it's, it's again, it's that government. It's a, that government safety net is right. Is but a the fucking trick. but the privilege comes in in the fact that like this is an older topic, but the idea of people saying all lives matter instead of black lives matter. It's just I don't, a, care. I don't care about Black Lives Matter. I care about the, but it, institute the the actual, the the right. They're crooked as you know, correct. <laughs> you know, yes, all of it. But it doesn't help when you have an entire group of people saying, "Why is it just Black Lives? All lives matter." It's well, you're missing the fucking point. The point is, is that white people aren't getting shot in their car or choked out in the street until they're dead. And again. The vast majority that's not happening to, I think, I don't yeah. know, I don't live in those communities. It's not as I do again, know we see riots and whatever. But what I political, but what I should. But if you look at the stats and the statistics, it's not. They're not just gunning them down in the streets. It's no, of course not. But when you add up the fear factor of when I have to interact with people that I was told my whole life are dangerous. But we've we've got to stop that on the like we tell them. Yes, we're we're we're, we're of course that narrative. We're feeding that. It's it's right, but that's part of wag the dog. And, just, but who runs those? Who runs those media? The government. Chappelle, he'll tell you. <laughs> the government and white people. Yeah, run those. And they're the ones feeding the information, right? Yeah, so they're they're they, they're playing a game on all of us. Of course they are. Mm. Of course they are. I don't know who they are, but they're because it's easier to handle people that are fighting with each other than it is if they're fighting with you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If I can get you to fight with Tyler. Mm-hmm. Then I don't have to worry and, about fighting either of you. I can take whatever I want to take and walk out with yep. what I want. That's what I mean. If we if they like we stop talking and stop listening to that, 
Right. If you stop listening to Big Brother, it would change. But you still have to have the fundamental conversations with each other. And you do. You know how, you know, if I work with any different race, any I, I don't care who the and most people don't. They might say that with their friends. Or, but when you're around whoever, you judge the person. If you're a good person, you judge the person by who the person right. is and and your your interaction with them. And then you you build your own, you know, Assessment. Assessment, exactly, of of who they of who they are. Right. And that's how it works generally. But again, we know for a fact that we judge everybody. Mm-hmm. No matter what your skin color is, we judge you. Mm-hmm. And we use stereotypes to judge you. And we use stereotypes to make jokes. And we use stereo and the stereotypes are funny because they're funny. Yeah. It's not because they're they're funny. Like there's truth in jokes, but mm-hmm. It's not the majority. Like, we, like those jokes are not based on, oh, like, oh, I, I'm making this joke because I hate that part. No, no. It's a joke because you make a joke. You can make a joke with me because I'm Irish. Like, I don't give a shit. You know, that's right. And you got to, we can't be so sensitive to those kind of things. And I don't think people really are. I just think, I think we're that, told that they are. I think that there are people that are way too offended for other people. Yes. That's the biggest problem. The biggest problem is when Fake people fashion. start to be like, if I am offended because somebody makes an Irish joke about you, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, I should say that about it. I have an Irish friend. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. that's when it becomes this self-serving, messy, Just, like, I want to be heard. Yeah. I want attention. I want. Right. I, like, this vibrato of I'm better than you because I would never say that thing or I would never do that thing. Yep. But that doesn't, you know, it doesn't erase history. It doesn't erase what it was and it doesn't erase what it is no horrible thing you know but and the reality is is i only know what i know and that to me is the biggest problem with most people is that they assume that they know what it's like for somebody else to live in their world Mm -hmm. and they don't Mm -hmm. i don't know what it is like i literally don't know what it is for you to go to home tonight i literally don't know i can make an assumption but i have no fucking clue but you have a little bit better of a clue because because we know each other. Same socioeconomic class. Right. You know, and I think that has a lot to do with, we, we, you know, we're in the same circle. Like, right. But so you can make a pretty decent assumption. Right. Well, you don't know exactly. But I don't well, you know, don't know exactly. what's going on with me. And I don't know what's going oh, on with you. I don't know what's going on with you and your wife. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on with you and your kids. I don't know. I don't know the man you are when you walk into a private space. Mm-hmm. Right. And we're all different in that. Private. And everybody's different in that private I space. I don't know if they're who they are. You don't want to talk in that mic, or you? Oh yeah, I. <laughs> I don't know if you're. I think you're who you are, or you're. You're comfortable to let the day go when you're home, right? You know, you're either it's, or it's, you hold on to it, or you hold on. To there it. are people that ob- obsess about the day and they can't let it go. Well, I'm saying sometimes you bring that home and you you you, you let it go on the family, right? You damage. and they think it's. It's 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 really because I'm so comfortable with you, or because I'm. Right, that I can do that. We're jumping all over the place. But then all of a sudden, your your kids think that it's their fault. Mm-hmm. That dad's mad. Yep. Or that mom's mad. Yep. Or, nothing to do with it. But all of that, you know, that all of that stays in the same topic and in the same category of that idea of privilege and that idea of understanding that I don't know what is happening in your life specifically. So for me to take Black Lives Matter and be like, well, all lives matter is bullshit. Because I don't know, I don't. I well, don't know. The reason why people would, like I said, we're going is 
well, for one, the organization itself, but for for two, the way it was portrayed on the media that it was an attack on white people, right? That we were all oppressing, and we're like, what the fuck? We just go to work. We don't really give a shit either way, and they didn't care, like, right? Either, but they were told you should really care about this right now. And again, I don't know if they don't care because I, I, I know I have plenty of I have. One of my best friends is a black kid. I mean, yeah, I shouldn't have said, I, I don't know. And I, I love him to death. But it felt like an attack. And I know I, that and I know that Black Lives Matters matters to him. Mm-hmm. So therefore, it matters to me. Yeah. Because I have, a, like, I look at him like he's family mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. Like, and because I have all adopted siblings, there's something in my brain that allows me to look at people and be like, oh, they're family. Right? Oh, my, my, I mean, my, my friends are more, a lot of my friends are. Yeah, are to you more family. I mean, and I've got a great family, but. You know, those, they're, 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 for all intent and purposes, they're my brothers. Right. And that's where, for me, I went to him because he's the only, mm-hmm. he's not the only black person I know, but he's the closest black person to me. Mm-hmm. And I have a couple of friends that are black that I- And he, was, I, he wasn't fired up and hated white people because- No. Black, no. And that's what I'm saying. But they he, weren't. But they he were. did hate the idea of all lives matter. Mm-hmm. And that's why I refused to, to yeah. even, but I- I went to somebody that I cared about and said, hey, what do you think about this? Yeah. Hey, what's your- And that's a good way to do it. Where do, you, where do you stand on this topic? Explain it to me so I understand it, so I can have my own thoughts, but through you. Because I don't, again, I don't deal with it. I don't, I don't have to be afraid of it nearly anything. There are very few things in the entire world that I have to be scared of, just in general terms. Right. Like I like as a woman, you have to be worried about walking in a building like this by yourself at night, especially a guy like you around. Yeah, there's that. (laughs) So but there is that thing right where different groups of people have to walk like during COVID. If you were Asian, fucking forget it. There were maniacs just blaming every Asian person for COVID. Wait, they didn't bring it here. No, (laughs) no. Shit. No, I'm kidding, man. Yeah, I know. I know you are. But it's that kind of thing though, right? Where it's people select this yeah. because it's that ignorant. Was, you know, that's just and who 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 were the people that were just uneducated? Right. Uneducated. Simple, you know people that never left their hometown. Yeah, and that's a tiny and, it was a, probably a tiny but you know, made to be But that's where it all comes full circle to what we even started talking about with this podcast of money supports happy. You can't possibly like ignorance is bliss. I don't even believe in that. I think ignorance is torture. I think that you have, that's gotta be the most tortured existence you can have to be stupid. It, it's gotta be incredibly. And I don't mean like, I mean, yeah, I mean, I know that's, I mean, no, I I mean like no effort ignorance. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not putting any effort into learning anything because I want to, like, I want to believe what I want to believe because this is my bubble that I live in. I live in this vacuum and this is where I want to live and this is where I want to stay. And that's got to be a terrible way to live. And that's what, with Money Supports Happy is, money allows you to travel. Money allows you to see the rest of the country and the rest of the world so you can make a full assessment of, oh, okay, Seattle is different than Texas. Texas is different than Mississippi. Mississippi is different than Florida. Florida is different than North Dakota. North Dakota is different than Missouri. Missouri is different than Connecticut. Connecticut's different than Maine. And if you can travel and see all that stuff, you start to understand and you start to go, oh, wow, I don't know shit about anybody. Everybody's existence is individualized 
and I am not in a place to understand anybody else's circumstances but my own. Yeah. And if and I, a lot of us don't have, you know, even if you do have all that stuff, when it comes down to it, how much do you concern yourself with other people's lives during the, you know, the, the, very, if it doesn't affect me or my family directly, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not going out to, to, to support you or help you, but I'm also not going out to, to harm you or hurt you. Like, right. you know, we all kind of just live in our, do our own thing, live in our own world. And, and I think we just try to make it the best we can every day. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's what, and that's what we're all just trying to do. And that's my point is when you don't have the money to see the rest of what's going on, you get caught in this vacuum of your own existence and you go, no, but my friend Billy down the street said this, so it's got to be true. And we saw it on the internet, mm -hmm. so that means that it's real. Therefore, all of the lives, they matter. Yeah. Because I didn't do that to people, and I live in a trailer. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, well, your life is hard. Nobody's saying it's yeah. not. There's just no like, Yeah. Yeah, that's but, there. You know, sometimes, you know, they're a, a disenfranchised person. who Right. No one with a, a blowhorn for them. So they're, you get disgruntled and angry, and you make right. your own comments. But in that's but that's what the people in power have always done since the beginning of time. They've gone, yeah, well, you're poor, but at least you're not that. Mm -hmm. Well, you're that, but at least you're not this. And that's what they do. They just move the pieces around on the board to make sure that somebody's always going, man, I got a leg up. And then they go, yeah, maybe. Mm -hmm. Not really. Yeah. Then they just keep shuffling the pieces around. So it's all for me. That's why I'm so fascinated by people. That's why I love talking to different people about different shit and about their world and about what they do and how they do it. Because for me, that's what becomes really interesting. That's where I learn. Like, that's where I go, oh, that's how, like, we grew up two towns apart, three years apart, mm -hmm. right? Like, mm -hmm. you were probably a freshman in high school when I was a senior in high school. Thanksgiving Day Rivals. Oh, you were at Rock I was at Rockville. Uh, you did Tom yeah. Stafford, right? But I played peewee football, and you probably did, but we probably didn't play each other because, again, we were three years apart. Yeah, yeah. So, but in that, my point is, is that just those two towns are so different from each other. Like, there are three touching towns, Stafford, Ellington, and Tolland. All vastly different. In culture, and in the way that they treat each other, and what matters to them as people, but over over time, they've all kind of become more similar. Sure, there's been movement around. There's been yeah. like eventually we all just kind of spread out, right, and become. But if you go, but even still today, the difference between Stafford, Ellington, and Tolland is vastly different. The there is a lot of farmland. And and ruralness to all three of those towns. Yep. But this one has a bunch of cows and dairy farms and does this thing. This does a bunch of like nature and artsy shit over here. And this one is very communal and family and and small business. So it it and they're all vastly different in just even the sports that they play and, and who's better at what sport. Like this is a great town for baseball. This is a great town mm -hmm. for football. This is a great town for lacrosse. This is a great like. That's what I mean about how different everybody is that in the town over and then you spread out to different parts of the world and, and then different. Yeah. Just the United States alone. Mm -hmm. There's 50 different states. 
every single one of them is vastly different than the next. Like, vastly different. Like, look at just Connecticut and Rhode Island. Mm -hmm. So different. Texas is gigantic. Yep. Like, gigantic. And Alaska is bigger than Texas. That's insane. That's why it's great we have the states' rights. Sure. Yeah. But then, and that's why you have states' yep. rights. But there are things that should be just human rights. Mm -hmm. There are things that should just generally be, that's a human right. That's your right to do that. Freedom, like that's why I am pro-choice across the board. You want to own a gun? Own a gun. You want to... Yep. You want to have an abortion? I have an abortion. Gun abortion. You don't? No, it's just like, I, I just, it's, I'm, I don't know. It's not my, uh, I don't think it's my position to speak on it really. So then you're pro-choice. That's what pro-choice is. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. It, well, then, to say that people are pro-life versus pro-choice is fucking stupid. Nobody's pro-abortion. No. Nobody's like, I think everybody should get one at least no, once. I think it's a horrible thing. I think it's a horrible thing. I feel bad for anyone that's got to make that choice. Yeah. I wish we really thought about that choice hard before you made it. Um, yeah, I wish you thought really hard about the choice to have sex without a condom or without some sort of protection. That's what I wish. Yeah. I wish that you, like, knew that there was there's free birth control mm -hmm. that you could go get. We've given you all the steps. Yeah, we, we still we, drop we, the ball. We've told you how it, it works. Happens. And, yeah, it's um, it's just I don't think people... I don't think people grasp the reality of it when they're making those kind of decisions. Yeah, there's something to be said about the idea of giving all men a vasectomy when they circumcise them and just be like, yeah, you can earn that back. Because it, it can be reversed. Yeah. You can earn that back. I don't know who said it first, but yeah. I heard it somewhere. Yeah, yeah, and I was yeah. like, that's not a terrible idea. Yeah. Like, that's not like that's not a ridiculously terrible idea to just be like, yeah, you have to earn that what back. Hitler? Are <laughs> circumcising guys' kids when they're born? <laughs> I mean, people get circumcised. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, right. They do. They do. It's yeah, just yeah. a thing. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm not saying they should do it. No, I know. I just I think know. it's a funny concept to be like, I mean, there's there's something to be said yeah. about it. There is something to be said about the fact that, like. Thank God I got a son. I guess it doesn't. It doesn't because he could get somebody pregnant. He could, you know, and then it's you have to make the choice of, like, what type. Like, he has to decide what type of man he's going to be in that situation. And, again, hopefully you've raised him in a way that he understands that. This is how sex and pregnancy works. Like, this can happen to you, and then it's on you to have to decide what you're going to be in that. You have to break that nature, though. <laughs> no matter what you tell them. You remember, you remember being like yeah. 16, 17? Oh, yeah, of course. Holy shit. Of course. You, it, it, it runs your mind. Mm -hmm. But that's why you have to do your best to... Again, be realistic about the idea that I have a 15-year-old and that I know that she's going to be thinking about sex. I don't want to know about the sex she's thinking about, and I'm obviously not going to make sex an easy scenario for her to be yeah. having it. I have them but, over. Yeah, no. Yeah, that's not going to be a thing, right? Like, it's not like, yeah, have a sleepover, whatever, it's great. Yeah. Like, no. But in that, I am going to be realistic and be like, hey, you need to tell me when you need birth control. Hey, you need to tell me when you need to see a doctor. Hey, you need to tell me when you're ready to do these things, I don't want fucking details, but I want you to be yeah. safe. I want to know why you're making the choices you're making and who the person you're making the choice with because it's important, right? So that's why for me, it all comes down to, again, it goes back to that idea of like, I'm pro-choice across the board because I'm pro-freedom. Mm -hmm. Like be free, say what you want to say, be what you want to be, 
as long as you're not harming other people in that process, then we should be good. Like mm -hmm. it should be a situation. And that's, and for me, it's pro-choice versus anti-choice. It's not pro-choice versus pro-life. It's pro-choice and anti-choice. You're you either okay with people making their own choices or you're not. And if you want to make an argument for like, oh, well, the fetus is a person and blah, 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 blah. That gets into all these semantics and details and science and yeah, I mean, uh, I, yeah, God, again, I'm not a fucking scientist. Like a hot this is such a, you know, hot button topic, but I hot think I think it was one of those things that it was like abortion. Yes, have abortion. Then it was okay. You can do it after X amount of weeks. Then you can do late term abortions. It's like they kept moving the needle. So that's late what term, but late term abortions. Tyler can correct me if I'm wrong, but my understanding of late term abortions is if there's a defect. It's not like I, I, and that could be the that could that the, that's what I understand it to be. It's not like you can have a late term abortion at any point for any reason. I'm pretty sure it's there has to be like a defect. I think was the sub I don't, category I don't know. of that. I don't know. That's how I that's yeah. how I understood I mean, it. I would I would hope because like that's what that's how I understood it was like, hey, this kid is going to come out. With all stillborn, with all or, of its organs on the outside, yeah. it's gonna come out, you know, like brain stuff, brain damage, like whatever. And that's where it was like, okay, then we can terminate yeah. this. Did you find something? So it's not a technical metal, medical term, but the late termination of pregnancies um, generally are only for when there is one risk of the woman's health, said risk. Um, Birth defects, uh, such as lethal fetal abnormalities, have been detected, okay. and um, a bit more of the range of okay, will it cause severe complications? No, right. So I think they what the uh, another argument was is that they'll what constitutes the woman's safety, like death and gen. He just said a death, but do you risk that chance every time you have a baby? Technically, but what I'm just saying for a doctor could write. I'm not. I'm dude. I'm not arguing for. It. I'm just. Uh, but they, it's like an open. Yes, a doctor could do that if they wanted to, mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, there are there should be there are risk be. factors that are actually more risky than just having a baby. Yeah, right. Like there's a there's a risk in in all surgeries. There's a risk in having a child for everybody, but when they can tell that this could like this has a high chance of you dying or an actual chance of you dying, that's what late term abortion is for. It's not like, hey, I'm eight months in. I've decided this is a bad idea. And no, I get it. Like, that's no right? one wants to make that decision. It's terrible. Nobody wants to make the decision in general. I don't think. No. And the people that do want to make that decision and are okay with it, there is other mental health issues going on, yeah. right? Like that. Like that's just it. Like if you like four or five abortions in, and you're just like, yeah, it's fine. It is what it is. Yeah. Like, abortion shouldn't be birth control. Mm -mm. It shouldn't be. But. If you choose to use it as it, I, I'm not here to tell you not to. That's not my job. No. It, my job is to, to, to advocate for people's choice and advocate for the safety of others. And I, don't I personally don't believe that a fetus that cannot survive on its own without any assistance is a, a viable person. I just don't. So that's why I think that if you, if you do it up to a certain point, whatever that is, six weeks or whatever, eight weeks, 10 weeks, whatever it is, whatever that is determined by doctors and other people that are fucking way smarter than me, determine that. Well, the problem is, is the, the, like, 
politics steps into it. Well, yeah. They start making the decisions. Well, politics, well, yeah, and then that's just a, the majority of that is white straight men in a room making decisions for everybody, right? And that's where the privilege comes back in. And that's where it's like, well, it's all the white men's fault. And part of it is, okay, well, all the white men are in politics. We need to get them out. Okay, well, that means then you have to go out and vote and you have to have to find somebody that runs against them. Mm. So like, there's a, there's a process to this. Like they're, they do have terms that they have to be voted in. They have no term limits. Yeah. But that doesn't stop anybody from running. It's, and I don't know how. They're so powerful and big now. You can't. It's go hard to run against. And he'll just, right. he'll just, both parties will turn on you. Right. Well, you, you can't. Right. So it's, again, and that's where white privilege comes into play because we have a bunch of these straight white men that are the majority. It's, but it's not quite that anymore. Oh, it's pretty pretty heavily look at we can look that up too how much senate what is senate what is just man 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 and woman in the senate yeah men or women in the senate yeah what's the what's the diversity in the senate men versus women even race if we wanted to get that specific i imagine you could google but even just men versus women please hold please hold (laughs) but that's where that's where the conversation happens do you find it please hold longer i said please hold oh well let me know when you find it but it doesn't matter. I think all politicians are a piece of shit. So whatever. <laughs> White, black, I think brown, the majority black. of politicians are a piece of shit. I think that there are good ones out there. I think that there are. Oh, I think there's people that go in there with good intentions. Right. The ones that have been in there for 50 years. Yeah. So in the, it is 24% women. In, right. in the Senate. So 76% of our men. So now how many. African American. Or how many. How many of them are white? Yeah, or how many. Right. Yeah. Caucasian. White. Caucasian. How many white men in the Senate? Because I know somebody found out. Please hold again. Do do do. Um, so that's where all of that privilege stuff comes in. That's where this idea of women's rights comes in. And that's where I think it's that's why it has to be all pro-choice. Like across the board, it's like this is what freedom is. You want to own a gun? Great. Here's the rules on owning a gun. Yeah. You want to you want to drive a, a bulldozer? Great. Here's the license you need to drive a bulldozer. You want to do this thing? Great. Can I get my tank, Danny? I want the tank. And the, you know, yeah. I guess <laughs> an F sixteen, whatever. I guess. Like I don't. I like. Where do we draw the line for some of it? But again, that's where. So you're a libertarian. I guess is that what that's called? Yeah. I don't know. It's, I'm a guy. And they want. They don't want you. Just as long as I'm not bothering somebody else. You. You know. Don't infringe on my rights. I won't infringe on yours. Right. Freedom of choice. Yeah, I want you to I like I want you to have all the same opportunities that I have. Yeah. And if that means no that we intervention. And if I have to give you give certain people an advantage to get them to equal, I'm into it. Mm-hmm. Do it. it. I I want it to be in there are going to be outliers and there are going to be pieces of And the problem is though, why do we got to make everyone equal? I'm not saying like different but different races should be, but there's always going to be the people that it's just it's it's how it's been for Ever, I think that you need. You, I, I get like whole clumps of uh, a certain um, race or ethnicity or that, but we don't. Uh, this this notion that everyone's got to be equal and everyone's got to be. I don't think. Well, that, equal is not fair, and fair is not equal. Gotcha. Equal is not fair, gotcha. and fair is not equal. And what I mean by that statement is we all got to play by the same rules. Everything's got to be fair, right? Yeah, and it doesn't necessarily like. You ever see that picture? But we got to play. Did you ever see that picture of, of these three guys watching a baseball game? 
And when you look on the other side of the fence, one of them's on a box, mm-hmm. one of them's really tall, and the other one's like on three boxes. Yeah. Right? And the idea is that sometimes you need a box. Sometimes you need a box. Right? And if you don't need a box, it's oh but I'm I'm but I'm I'm gonna use the height thing again. I'm five seven. I would have had so many more advantages if I was a six six quarterback. I'm just not. Right. You would have. Well, but it should have made a But I'm not talking about athletics and I'm not talking about like those are outliers. You think taller guys get hired more than shorter guys? Probably. Handsome more than ugly? Of course. We sh- we can't go around making rules for all that, or can we? When you hire, or when, you know, I mean, everyone's got some sort of disenfranchised or whatever. Yes, but there are some that are, are bigger and more blanketed than others. So it's 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 not about... But it's hard to quantify how many ugly people get jobs compared to how many beautiful people get jobs. Well, because beauty is subjective. But I know some people that date some fucking ugly-ass people. Like, look at your wife. She loves me. <laughs> I don't know. Nobody understands that. Well, that makes yeah. sense. It was back when I was a cool five six quarterback in high school. Did you find out how many white people are in the Senate, or whatever we're looking at? So that's not what you were looking for. Um, there are in the House and in the Senate because it's combined. So the Seattle search one hundred and five thirty six five hundred yeah five hundred and thirty five yeah uh, sixty sixty individuals are black fifty four are Hispanic. 18 Asian American and five are American Indian or Alaskan. We should have way more American Indians in there. Some bullshit. Yeah. Are they counting with how many words? So, how many white people were there? No, he's doing the math. That minus the. Yeah. 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 Out of 500. 535. Yeah. So, like 500 of them. There was like, what was there, like 300 total? I think. uh, 200. Yeah. It's like, what? Quick math. Like 100 and. 30 total that are non-white. Yes. That are non-white out of 500. Yeah. 530. Yeah. So 370 white men. Well, we, you got to then take the women. Take, that take and the take 12 the women out. Yeah. That's the day and then add those. Because it's, yeah. it's called also, 25%. A lot of these people don't, so there's want, about, well, don't want to get involved in politics. Right. Like it's not, you know. Right. Why, and they've made it to the point, especially on the national scale, and fuck the national scale. You're not making any changes anyway. But the majority in the group are going to set the rules for their the, for and think about their people, people from years. Our 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 constitution, our everything, like you said, it's been all it's been yeah. white men that have made our right, which is a great constitution, which is a great yeah, it's, it's more equal rights than any, right. you know. And we've edited it over the years, but it started at a point where it was you right know, and, male land owning. Yeah, two hundred years we've. Moved right past that, and it never said white. So, like, but we didn't look at but we didn't certain black, different, we didn't but we didn't, but because we didn't land. look at them as people. Yeah, there was that's that's just the reality of the time period is that they didn't look at they looked at them as property. Now, should we rip down? They looked at women as. How do you feel about that? Should we rip down stat? Because I don't want people to judge me a hundred, two hundred years from now, because we don't know what's going to be. So you accepted. Want me, your question is: Do I think that the South should keep their participation trophies? I think we already talked about participation. I mean, no, I mean, like, not just the South, but in general, like, great leaders that, you know, George Washington, he had slaves, or, you know. If we they were of, leaders of— we eliminate them from history no, altogether? If they were leaders of the United States of America, okay, they should stay. Yep. If they were leaders of the Confederates the, the, or any other loser, mm-hmm. 
then yeah, then they should go. Yeah, that is a participation that's, that's a good, trophy. That's a good. That's a valid point. But you don't think? No. If you were a leader or a founder of was it United, belt, they pulled out of the front of the yeah. Like, well, that's, like it just gets. But again, for me, if it if you are a leader, or a founder, or somebody of importance to the United States of America, no matter what your race, but that is our history. You did. No, the Confederates is not our history. That is not American history. That is Confederate history. They fucking lost. They're fucking <laughs> losers. You lost. You're all a bunch of fucking losers. Yeah. If you were a part, part of our history, it's not part of our history. It's part of the Confederacy. The United States had people that went, we are the Confederates, and they they separated themselves from America. They were the first. So what ever. about, what about what's the name's house in Washington? Tear it down? Who? Um, oh, my God. No. Was he a Confederate General, leader? General Lee. Fuck that guy. Most beautiful piece of property on top of overlooks Washington, D.C. You never been to Washington, D.C.? I have. Oh, you have? I've never been to that piece of property. Arlington? Never been to Arlington? What I know about it is it's not fucking his now, so who gives a shit? <laughs> America owns it because we took it back. Yeah. Because it's fucking ours. Because we won the fucking I war. I think we gave it back to him and then he gave it to us. They were, the Confederates were the first treasonous people to exist in America. They all committed treason. The Confederate flag is a treasonous flag. Yeah, I don't. I don't agree. To fly, I never agreed with the the Confederate flag or the whatever. But if you were part of the Confederate Army, you're a fucking loser. You lost. You should not really read about Robert E. Lee, though. It's great. I'm sure he's great. He's pretty great. I'm sure he was. I mean, because he wasn't wasn't like he wasn't a for a treasonous piece of shit. I'm sure he was great. Yeah. As far as treasonous pieces of shit go, I bet he was wonderful. (laughs) I'm sure he had a lot of really good stuff to say. Read a little bit on him. But pretty good. Yeah. what I know for sure is he fucking lost. Mm-hmm. So who cares? True. True. I don't give a fuck about the losers. Space and trophies. I got it. Got it. Right, like, but that's it. Like that, but that's where I stand on it. And that's that's why it's such a confusing conversation for me. Like you would literally have this entire group of people that are like, fuck participation trophies, except for ours. We'd like to keep them. Mm-hmm. No, you were you separated as a country. You said we are going to be our own country. We are going to be the Confederate states. This is what we're going to do, and these are going to be our laws and rules. And America said, "The fuck you are!" And we went down there and we took it back. You lost. <laughs> how do you really feel about it? That's how I really feel I'm about it. Kidding. But that, and that, I just I fucking think that you're losers. And anybody that that flies that flag. It just wants to be a, basically a fucking Jets fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like losers. What time is it? It's uh, quarter eight. Holy Christ. We've been talking for a while. Yeah. My dad's got a chance. That's where my tar is traveling. Oh, really? It's Sarasota. I tell you, oh, she works for, I probably shouldn't. She, she works, works for a thing. She works for the Evil Empire. The uh, mil, uh Military industrial complex. She works for Raytheon. She's flying the CEO around and to Poland, to Ukraine, to selling missiles. Good for her. Yeah. I mean, they pay her good, so I'm good with it. But they're, let's be very clear because his wife does not sell missiles. No, she doesn't. She's, sell she works on the airplane. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's part of the flight crew. She's not. Yeah. 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 She's, she's not, not selling, literally selling missiles. She's not out there with I don't a know. suitcase. Yeah. Maybe she is. Yeah. Maybe it's all the front. I don't know. Who knows how it works? Um, no, but this was fun. We should do this again. Jesus Christ, we hit every topic. I'm not that well-versed at all these topics, Danny. Next time I'm going to prep. It doesn't matter if you're well-versed. It matters if you have an opinion. This is not necessarily about having the knowledge of something. We can look up facts like we did. This is about having an opinion 
and then having a discussion about why your opinion is your opinion. Like your wrong opinion about how you think the Confederates are part of American history when they're fucking not. It's really awkward when you see the hood of my car. Big Confederate. <laughs> you just, yeah, you have the General Lee downstairs. Yeah. From the Dukes of Hazard. It was a good Everybody deal. doesn't know what that is. Deal. Shit. But again, that's, you know, like the Dukes of Hazard. I loved the Dukes of Hazard as a kid. Yeah. It was a great show. Loved it. I had no idea what the Confederate flag yeah. was when I was a kid. I Most just knew people I was... that were flying had no fucking idea what it was. No. I, the, and I wasn't talking about Confederate flag. I was talking more of the statues in front of libraries shit that they're just tearing down. Fuck those losers. Country. Get rid of them. Not the Confederate. I'm just saying in general. All no, if you were... If we, you... we shouldn't be able to look back a hundred years and judge. I mean... Losers? That, again, he's back to the loser. Not... <laughs> not, not. No, thing. the ones that were part of the United States should absolutely stay. Yep. They're part of American history, and they made mistakes. And hopefully, we learn from their mistakes. And you have to learn from history. Yeah, it's very important, and that's why all the losers from the Confederacy should go in a Confederate museum that's owned by America and goes, "Hey, look, these are the guys we beat the shit out of to get our country back." Because this country would be completely different if they won. Imagine. No, I don't want to. I'm not interested in that world. But it's it's but that's the the beauty of of history is that when you look at it objectively and you understand exactly what happened in the history of what's going on, even your own life, I am not the same person at 44 years old that I was at 34, 24, 14, four. I've evolved over the years into hopefully what is a better version of myself. And when I look around my life, and I see that I have a very successful business and I have good friends that trust me and talk to me and and will come do this podcast with me and trust that I'm having conversations that are thoughtful mm -hmm. and, and interesting with them enough that they'll sit here for multiple hours just having that conversation. That to me is success. That to me, I look around and go, okay, my life has gotten exponentially better yeah. over the years because of the work that I've done to become the person that I am, right? And that's that to me is what all of it's about, is how do I become a better 54-year-old than I am a 44-year-old? How do I help my kid become the best version of her that she can be? You know, because again, her life, her life is harder than my life was. But she, she was adopted by me at two and a half. So she was dealt a shit hand from the beginning and then dealt another shit hand when I was the guy that took yeah. her in. Seriously, this is what you're like, this, 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 this. is it? She's the best we got? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's like, this is it? This is the guy, huh? Jesus. Couldn't do better? She's going to be brutal. Right. Ugh. But So I'm hopeful that I, you know, I hope that I made right choices with her. I hope that I did the right things by her. I hope that I'm still doing the right thing by her. Right? Like, yeah. And you just try your best with that shit. Yeah, you just like I said, I question it every day. What you it, know, is that the right thing? That crapshoot. Am I doing? Yeah, but there's no, there's no playbook. There's no nothing. No one's ever done it perfect. No one's ever done it right. No, I don't and, think. Hey, is this live? No, thank the fucking lord. <laughs> no, but it's unedited. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, we just post that shit. Uh, I then I definitely can't say what I'm going to say next. <laughs> what are you going to say? The fine fettle. I wanted to go try it out, but I think it's going to be closed. Fine. Oh, fine fettle? Yeah. Been there, done that. I know. I need some gummies. Don't put that on the fucking podcast. That's going on the podcast. <laughs> we don't edit it. Oh, what do you do? You, you do at night the melatonin. Yes, me too. They're fucking awesome, and I'm out of them. So I never smoked pot or did I don't anything. like I don't I like the smell. I don't even think I get time. I get a little bit like 
No, they get high. But when I, I pass take, out, when I take, yeah, I pass out. When I take a gummy at night, I pass out, and I do it because I'd rather take that than like a Xanax or yeah. something else. Like, I, yeah. it's just it's a natural way. Yeah. And it's I think illegal. It's regular melatonin and uh, uh, one of those. And well, the ones that there's gummies that have it built into it. That's what I'm getting. And I take it. I just have them on a you know I have a gar- jar of melatonin ones. Yeah, just regular straight up melatonin. Yeah, I, I don't. But know. I'd rather take that than some other pharmaceutical. Yeah. Oh yeah, because it's a nap. I'm all for the. Uh, I just the gummy thing with the kids. Like I don't want to like, but it just ma- makes it seem like such an and, easy thing yeah. to do. And I should specify, like I do take Xanax. Like I'm not against it. Like mm-hmm. I, I just don't want to take it all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I don't need a Xanax. Sometimes I just need to sleep. Yeah. And I'm not. I'm not having a panic attack. Yeah. I'm not fucking yeah. losing my mind. And I just need to mellow the fuck out. All right, when are we cutting this thing? <laughs> so I can talk freely. <laughs> you talk freely the whole time. What are you nah, talking about? What, you have a panic attack? Oh, God. Yeah, I never had one. Really? When did you have your first one? Like three weeks ago. It sucks, right? It sucks. I was like, I thought I was having a heart attack. Yep. I was like, what the fuck is this? I got it. And the doctor's like, you're having a panic attack. No, I'm not even stressed out about anything. I don't know the... That's the thing is it gets you. It was wild. You then it happened like three times. You can literally just be sitting, doing nothing, watching TV, or even just like what, like certain age I hit, and you know, and it just kicks in, kicks in, and it's brutal. What helps? Tar's like you're not dying. I'm like I. I she's like your heart rate is seventy one. Like you're so hard. <laughs> so what helps is if you, if you, look at things in the room, and like. There's four pictures on the wall. There's two cameras. There's a computer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's two cups on the table. And you just now, it what are- breathing. And then it, like, I can't breathe. Right, but what breathe. you need to do to get out of the panic attack is connect with what are four things I can see, what are four things I can hear, what are four things I can touch, right? So it's, you know, this glass is cold, this this table is warm, this- I was thinking like, like double shots of vodka to do it. Yeah, it's another it's another option. I don't think that'll get the result yeah. that you want, but that is the the psychological way to get out of a panic attack is if you can collect yourself enough to go, okay, what are four things I can see? What are four things I can feel? What are four things I can hear? Mm. And you just keep doing that, and it, it grounds you in the moment. Yep. Because most panic attacks, you don't even know why they're happening. You know, I mean, yes, I stress in my life, of course, you know, of course, or, or, but nothing that's like new or whatever. Like it's you know, I've been dealing with, and it was just it came on, and and then, so I have the one, and then I had like two, two or three other ones, but it was like I would start, to, and then I would work myself right, right up because now I know it's coming, and then you make it exponentially worse. Um, yeah, but yeah, top. Yeah, they're they're not fun. Yeah. I have them. They're just yeah, and, and they're, they're random. Random. I'll have them during the day. I'll have them at night. Yeah, nights. The mine was that they were they were all happening at like after five o'clock, like right yeah. when I got out of work. Fucked up. Getting old sucks. Getting old that sucks. Suck for a lot of times. Jeez, I got arthritic toe. Who gets an arthritic toe? Really? You? Yeah. And it, and it's like debilitating. But try to tell someone like, oh man, my. What her, my, my, I can barely walk. What is it? Oh, it's my toe. My what fucking idiot. idiot. What a loser. <laughs> Dork. But for, <laughs> for real. You just walk around with your toe. Uh, like right now, I can't wait to go in the car and pop two aspirin because it's throbbing. I haven't been sitting here. On your toe? I'm like, no, just sitting here. Weird way to sit. Nah, I don't know. You're an animal. 
All right. Well, thank you, Danny. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you fun. being here. It was fun. I hope yeah, I didn't fuck it all up because I'm like this. I'm like this. Yeah, Tyler's. Here. He's like, yeah, it was terrible. <laughs>